You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Campus Beat here at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, www.cfrc.ca, and we podcast as well worldwide at podcast.cfrc.ca. Check it out. And I have the great pleasure to welcome Morgan Lettinen of the Department of Chemistry, a PhD candidate in in the Department of Chemistry in studio with me today. Welcome to CFRC. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving us so much of your time. Uh, Yes, it's a really exciting conversation that we're going to have today with Morgan. Uh, She recently uh, participated in and won uh, the Young Persons Lecture Competition uh, with the McDonald Institute here at Queen's University on May 30th. All right, so uh, we're going to hear a lot about this competition and uh, and what Morgan uh, did, what she talked about, and what's happening next uh, with this particular competition. But before we launch into that, Morgan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your studies in uh, the chemistry department? Perfect, and thanks again for having me here today. Um, so as mentioned, I'm a PhD candidate in the Department of Chemistry at around my second year mark or so right now. Um, And I do research in new green technologies for oil water separation. So I'm under the supervision of Professor uh, Gojin Liu, um, and we're a polymer materials group. And specifically, I am working on trying to combat some of the issues that we have in the environment right now as oil spills or trying to, uh, you can say, greenify some of the um, technologies that are used to uh, in the oil refinery industry or when purifying wastewater. Mm-hmm. So specifically creating these new filtration mechanisms that can really uh, step up what's in industry today. Okay. So uh, how did you get... Com- or how did you get to your field and your particular research? Have you always been passionate about green energy or? So as science was always a no brainer, I knew I was always one of those, you know, young kids, how, why, trying to figure out how things work. Um, When I was an undergrad, which I also did at Queens, I couldn't, I kind of looked around trying to figure out what I actually liked and kind of settled on chemistry because there was a lot of diversity in what I could study. Um, in my fourth year, uh, we have to do kind of a thesis project. And I looked into and found what my current professor is doing and really fell in love with the project and the applications that I saw. And that kind of joined in on my already kind of passion for solving the issues and because, you know, our planet's not doing so well right now. Yes. And kind of trying to um, fix some of those and do using a project that I can really see an application. Okay. Yeah. So, so what, what do you really love about the science? It's being able to develop something that no one has ever done before is a really cool feeling and knowing that there's no one else in the world that's working on the exact same thing that I am, or maybe they are, but it's in a different method and I can put my spin on it. Mm-hmm. And also, again, just finding out you know, how do we fix this, you know, keep pushing ourselves kind of as a society and as research. And you can kind of see already in the past how much growth we've had, let's say in the 10 years of anywhere from, you know, smartphones and technology and now saying, how can we bring that to issues that are really going to fix the planet and help us be here longer? Mm hmm. Gotcha. Okay, so um, at the top of the show, I mentioned that you had participated in one, the Young Persons Lecture Competition here at the McDonald Institute at Queen's University uh, on May 30th. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what this competition is? So basically, uh, the Young Persons Lecture uh, Competition is a subset of the 
kind of world young persons lecture um, competition, which has been going over for about 20 years in the UK. And it's um, sponsored by the Institute of Materials, Minerals and Mining, which is in the UK. And basically it's a kind of a basis or somewhere they want to support um, the communication and the presentation skills of the people, young scientists, specifically, I think the ages under 28, um, in those fields. Mm -hmm. So the competition, the kind of outline was we all had to present um, a 15, 20 minute uh, talk on our work and really show how it can be applied to the world and how it can help um, a society and then also keep it in terms of for a general audience, because I know a lot of times we'll get mm. kind of stuck in using words that that scientists use on day to day, and it's it's not um, kind of crossing out to the general audience. We really want to uh, kind of harness those skills. Mm -hmm. So that was the goal of the competition, um, and this is the first year actually that Canada has had a spot. Um, in the past, it's been mostly Europe and then uh, some kind of Asian countries and uh, South Africa, I believe. Uh, but this year, um, they've kind of spread out and now had a, uh, a Canadian finalist. So that's where the Arthur MacDonald Institute decided to host and then um, kind of went from there. All right. So how did you hear about the competition in and of itself and what motivated you to compete? So the Arthur MacDonald Institute had sent out, um, you know, advertising it to uh, many of the science kind of departments on campus and my professor knows that I really like public speaking. I've had some success kind of in the past at other conferences and, you know, really enjoy um, <laughs> that side of research, which is something that you don't get to do very often. He thought it would be uh, a good fit. So he said, you know, why don't you do this? And I said, oh, you know, that, that sounds fun and um, kind of went from there. And I think it is, I'm really strongly adamant on having both, you know, your science skills, your research, your lab skills, but also having those communication skills. Because mm -hmm. one day, once we all, depending what, you know, career we go, we are going to need those type of skills. So I mm -hmm. thought it was a good place to um, practice that, as well as just being able to tell more people about what I do, because I love what I do. And uh, um, getting, you know, can maybe inspire one more person to kind of get into uh, <laughs> science or some way that might be uh, helpful. But it sounds like, yeah, being able to talk about the science in not, not necessarily scientific terms either, it's quite a challenge yes, yeah. in and of itself, but also kind of fun because it yeah. uh, uh, allows you to talk to just about anybody, right? Yes. So I, I might not necessarily understand the deeper science of how this molecule is connecting to that <laughs> thing to make some polymers. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but if being able to take that and then show anyone what the impact can be is just such a very important skill that mm -hmm. I think because you know, let's say one day if we're out there trying to sell this technology, 95% of the time the people that you're selling it to in those large corporations might not have the same scientific background that you do. So being able to show what its impact is. Um, is really important. Do you see any um, transformative um, level perhaps in confidence too, in your, in, not only in the research as you talk more about it and talk to a wider uh, audience of people, uh, how does it, what does it do for your confidence in yes. terms of your own research? Because yes, there are some days and you know, anyone that's been in research knows that not every day is easy and there's days you come home from the lab and everything or nothing worked I guess and everything's going wrong and by doing these type of um, discussions and seeing that people know that your work's important and it kind of makes and kind of makes those all better. Those hard times are now kind of okay. It gives you more motivation to uh, that your and you said that your work 
can work kind mm-hmm. of thing and that, that you have a confidence that it's going to keep going and kind of inspires you to keep working harder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we have to come to it. What, in fact, did you give a lecture about? So my lecture was based on the work that I'm doing. So kind of those green technologies. Um, but I really focused it on how does oil water separation and where does oil water separation occur and you know where can we use these technologies so um, the main kind of uh, application that comes to mind first is in oil spills so we know mm-hmm. I said uh, I may not kind of in when I was in high school or so the BP oil crisis mm-hmm. that was such a huge event so um, looking at the amount of money and not the best or the greenest ways of cleaning up that oil was really something that I tried to um, kind of stress and then from there showing um, our technology how it works, um, how we can grow it to a commercial scale, which is something that we're kind of working on right now. And then in the end, how can the audience who might not have a science background, but also do things that can help the planet and kind of bring it in a whole circle of how do we all help and do our part? Um, mm-hmm. So I guess the title I use mine was H2 Only, which uh, my boyfriend will be upset if I don't give him a shout out for that title, but um, <laughs> for separating oil and water. Um, and it was uh, these functionalized smart filters, as we call them, for oil water separation. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So um, with the lecture, um, how did you prepare for the competition itself? So at, as we kind of mentioned before, a scientific talk versus a talk to a general audience is very different. Mm-hmm. So that took quite a bit of um, practice and kind of figuring out, okay, how do we make people feel for the work, which is... Um, we were given quite a bit of uh, kind of preparation and help from the Arthur McDonald Institute, which was um, really, really appreciated. And they really stressed to us. They said, you know, people f- feel and that's how they really will enjoy something and they can feel the impact as if they, you can get hit their emotions. So from that, I kind of went to any of my friends that I knew and kind of said, you, can you listen to me, get their feedback and, um, and then try and put in more anecdotes and more examples to really connect with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that was... One of the things that really kind of allowed me to win is I, I spent kind of that extra time really looking at um, the emotion rather than just the science. Okay. And uh, did you did you have slides? Did you have some kind of experimental or experiment or demonstration? So they were, um, it was a kind of a PowerPoint slideshow based um, presentation. I always put in videos because I find those are ways because you're kind of showing pictures. And if you have a video, someone can really see what's happening. So um Ours were, I guess it was about a, uh, it said 15, 20 minute presentation. So we had about a, you know, 15, 20 slides or so. And then I included videos of showing actually how the filters work mm-hmm. and kind of some real life samples. So we had uh, um, showing crude oil and water being separated from each other. We had created a fun little experiment where we had a remote control boat <laughs> and attached our filters to the back and kind of uh, drove it around a, a big container of oil and water and was able to collect up the water. So showing videos like that, that... Um, really got people to to picture what what our technology does and you know what it can do in the mm-hmm. future. Okay, yeah, and with that in mind, one of the things that I kind I found particularly fascinating about the young person's lecture competition, lecture in term denotes something along the lines of, you know, academic learning, but also there's a skill that you're developing in terms of teaching. Mm-hmm. What do you hope the audience learned from your talk? I think um I guess the a few things. The first would be that um, there are, I guess, every 
industry or every kind of thing that you maybe a process that you can see right now um you know that's not the be all end all that there are always improvements that we can make so i wanted to show that if we can look at using different ways of thinking um you can switch these current processes that might um, be more harmful or like not taking uh, take uh, in consideration of the environment and we can then um, create something that's more sustainable for the future. So I really wanted to focus on this idea of a circular process that we're able to um, do methods in industry that have no waste, that have no external um, energy that is being used. But then also I wanted to show um, that there, we all have a place that we can help in the planet. So I, by helping the planet, so in the end, I, uh, I gave some examples of ways that you know, the audience can do it as well. But the main thing would be that change of thinking and really kind of taking that into your day-to-day uh, your -day life. Okay. Now, with the competition itself, you actually won the competition. Do you, do you know what criterion you were ranked, about, or ranked upon? They, um, so there was kind of a preset rubric you could call it that mm -hmm. they use for all of the uh the different um i guess subsets in the different countries and that's the exact same one that'll be used at the world competition um and it's focused on you know the aesthetics of your slides the technical actual content how you present it um there was also some on timing so you know you mm -hmm. have to make sure you fill into all those guidelines but it was a combination of those the technical work and also just your your confidence and your mm -hmm. skills um we were given some feedback at the end and that was kind of when the judges said to me they said that was the one thing is you really had that extra you know little bit more that pushed the the emotion and, and you know really brought the audience and everyone all in together um and that was uh kind of how they you know put us all it was an amazing competition there was so many really good talks it was kind of i was shocked when i found out that i won um but it was a kind of all different research. There was students from you know, engineering, other chemistry students, physics. There was a mining engineering, um, um, some physics students, and again, all just showing their work and you know how it can be applied to many really cool, uh, cool future, uh, future I guess industrial applications. Can you give us an example of another fun lecture that you had the opportunity to listen to? I guess we had. Um, there was. Another, I guess another student from my lab, actually, she was presenting and they do uh, a lot of anti-smudge, um, you know, water resistant coatings. So, you know, for cleaning windows and um, graffiti proof walls, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, there was another one using some different silver nanoparticles for potential in, you know, imaging. So for um, you know, different medical applications. Um, and there was, um, and there was a few others in the physics department that were more looking on the kind of the astrophysics and things that really go all the way over my head. I have no background in that, but we're really fascinating and uh, showing kind of where we all came from, which was pretty cool. That, that's fantastic. Uh, really great opportunity for people across the stems, I guess, to sort of get, right. get to know each other's research and get to know each other a little bit yes. at, outside of one's own disciplinary right. silo. Too, we're, right? we're so close, you know, let's say Chernoff and Sterling, like the physics and chemistry buildings are, you know, right beside each other, but we have no idea what they're doing and they might not all know what we're doing. And this <laughs> is a great way to see what your neighbors are, are working on. Well, potential collaborators down the road yeah. too, right? Yep. So what's happening next? You've won this competition. What what happens now? So the actual world um, competition is the first week of October. And it's the part actually I'm really excited about is it's more than just going there for the competition. They set up a week long, almost like an excursion for all of the finalists. So I think there's, there'll be between about 10 and 15 of us from different countries. 
and they set up if it's um, networking events or going to meet industry and do they do outreach when you're there they'll take you on different tourist activities and then in the kind of the end of the week you have this competition so they really stress that it's a way to you know meet new friends that are in the meet new um, you know, potential collaborators and and um, really get to see the uh the country that you're at. I know last year, I believe it was in South Africa and they got to go on a safari and it was a lot of really cool. Um, and then also did some outreach at like a local school and showing um, really just showing that science is needed and, you know, how can we all uh, all um, collaborate and, and, and work on that together. So uh, from that, so I guess at the beginning of October. So until then, um, fine tuning my presentation, um, Arthur McDonald Institute has uh, said they're going to work on giving me more, either if it's lectures and to, to work on my talk uh, throughout the time and mm -hmm. give me some audience to kind of practice too. And um, now you have one right here. <laughs> yes, yeah, and keep working on those uh, those skills. And then um, I really want to work on, for me, is kind of the more the design elements of my slides. I'm a chemist and sometimes struggle on the, uh, mm -hmm. the uh, artistic side. So I've been, you know, reaching out to some friends and really trying to make those um, the images as best as best quality and then um, just practicing to everyone who will listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we're so happy that folks are listening to yeah. this wonderful stuff that, that's coming up for you uh, in Oct early October in London. Yes. Yes. So uh, now one of the things I'd be interested to know, though, too, uh, you've been talking about uh, the presentation that you've made and that you're going to continue to work on. Uh, do you find that you're also able to build from this particular project and um, add to your own research? Uh, are there nice synergies? Is it perfectly related to your research? Is there an extension? Are you finding new avenues for research through the work that you've been doing for this presentation? Right. The um I'd say the presentation itself is very closely related to the work that I do day to day. And I think the biggest, um, I guess, that I've been finding is just talking to new people that have been listening to it and giving me potential, you know, new applications that mm -hmm. I may have not even thought about. Um, there was one uh, in regards to, I never knew this, but restaurants that, you know, they have a lot of grease and those oils, they're actually taxed in their wastewater um, by how much of these greases that come out because then there has to be extra work done by the, uh, the wastewater treatment plants. Mm. So I had someone mention to me, you know, if you can create something that can remove out some of those oils and that will first save the, uh, the restaurant industry money, but then will also um, give less steps later on for the waste treatment plant so that everything kind of as helping each other at the same way. So that was an application I had never even thought of before. We've had some interest of um, in the, kind of the wellness industries with fish oils, um, in the cannabis industry, and really learning different applications that our filters could be used for, mm -hmm. um, which I really liked. And that, again, inspires me to keep working and trying to um, scale up and, and improve the qualities to try and be able to fit one of these markets and um, ideally help, uh, help grow the technology. Uh, so what's happening next in terms of uh, your fall? Are, are you in the research phase? Or are you in the writing phase? Where are you at? So I'm still about, I'd say about end of year two, but halfway through the kind of PhD timeline. Um, so I'm still, you know, hardcore in the research, continue working on the, the goal. I have two kind of summarizing of some of the project and the technologies that I'm trying to uh, get out in the next few months. Mm -hmm. And then our next goal is to really narrow in on one of those um, applications and maybe get some collaboration and work on actually scaling up and trying to use it for an application at a lab scale so that ideally when I 
finish my degree, I can then kind of take this out as as my kind of startup idea would be my my goal, and then I'm trying to get that to industry. So mm-hmm. my end point is to, to you know to take this to my further career. Um, but over the next two years, it's really just okay. How can we make this fit exactly um, what we need? Um, and then, I guess, in the meantime, I have to write the thesis. We'll worry about that later. <laughs> you can do it. I have faith. Yes. Thank you very much, Morgan Lettinen, for coming in and talking to us about the Young Persons Lecture Competition that you participated in, and again won. Hearty congratulations you. to you. And we're. We'll be here rooting for you and yes. looking forward to hearing updates, maybe some tweets or something. From for them. sure. I think they live stream them, so I'm going to try and get I want everyone to be able to, you know, cheer us all on. It'll be exciting. All right. Um, oh, yes. So is there a prize for that? Or? There are. I think the top three, there's kind of monetary amounts. Um, it's all in, I think it's a couple thousand pounds, which is very exciting. And then mm-hmm. also the top three win... Um, macbook airs and i really need a new computer (laughs) um which is really exciting but more than that i think it's just the like getting to have that experience and then really knowing that that you have the confidence that you're not only you know researcher you've done good but you're also able to have these these technical communication skills which i think uh and the networking opportunities oh my goodness yes the uh I know, especially with my work kind of relating to the Institute of Materials, Minerals, and Mining, I'm, I'm excited to see who I can meet there and, and pick their brains for more kind of inspiration. Yeah, they they could be your work colleagues later. Who knows? Yes. <laughs> you might be in the same research lab or something. Sure. Wouldn't that be interesting? Mm, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you remember that time? <laughs> yeah, that would be fantastic. All right. Well, thank you very much. And again, the best of luck in October. And I hope you have a really great summer otherwise. Perfect. Thank you so much. And we certainly hope you enjoyed our conversation with Morgan Lettinen, a PhD candidate in the Department of Chemistry here at Queen's University. And she is the winner of the Young Persons Lecture Competition, which took place here at Queen's on May 30th. And it was sponsored by the Institute of Materials, Minerals and Mining and hosted by the Arthur B. MacDonald Canadian Astroparticle Physics Research Institute. If you'd like to hear more about the Young Persons Lecture Competition or learn more about the MacDonald Institute, you can visit mcdonaldinstitute.ca. And thank you very much for tuning into Campus Beat. I'm Dinah Jansen.
Yeah. Now check it out. See, I'm not sitting around waiting for you to make that call. And I'm not talking about that phone call. I'm talking about that decision. You know, the one where you choose me. Tu m'enfuis aux yeux si bleus. D'où viens-tu, mon fils, à l'heure si malheureuse? J'ai marché, j'ai rampé sur des vieilles routes. J'ai piétiné les feuilles de ma forêt sans arbre. Je suis promené devant trente mères mortes. J'ai pointé sur le flanc de quarante montagnes. J'ai fait cent millions mille sur le chemin du bagne. Le ciel est noir, le ciel est noir, il est noir, il est noir. C'est une pluie noire qui va tomber. Qu'as-tu vu, mon fils, de tes yeux si bleus? Qu'as-tu vu, mon fils, à l'air si malheureux? J'ai vu un nouveau-né dans la gueule d'une louve. Une route en diamant salée comme le gange. Du sang sur les statues dans les jardins du Louvre. Du sang sur le pinceau d'un nouveau Michel-Ange. Et dix mille commères qui n'avaient plus de langue. J'ai vu un oiseau blanc qui volait sur une aille. Des enfants qui jouaient au bovèche à sarcelles. Le ciel est noir, le ciel est noir. Il est noir, il est noir, c'est une pluie noire qui va tomber. Qu'entends-tu, mon fils, aux yeux si bleus? Qu'entends-tu, mon fils, à l'air si malheureux? J'entends un tonnerre roulant au bout du monde. J'entends claquer des pas qui riant de l'ombre. J'entends des musiciens que personne n'écoute. J'entends cent millions cris et des gens qui s'en foutent. Des voyous qui se moquent d'un petit monsieur triste. La chanson d'un poète qui cherche une musique. J'entends la voix d'un clown qui pleure sur la piste. Il est noir, il est noir, il est noir, il est noir. C'est une pluie noire qui va tomber. Et alors, mon fils aux yeux si bleus. Et alors, mon fils aux yeux si malheureux. J'ai vu un petit sur un cheval blanc mort. J'ai vu un milliardaire qui distribuait son or. 
Je viens à me dit qu'il avait tort. J'ai vu un étudiant qui s'arrêtait des sens. J'ai vu un roi de Prusse qui me donnait la France. Un vieillard qui courait sans avoir une chance. Monsieur les Noirs, Monsieur les Noirs. 